Today, we are going to talk about supporting foster kids by supporting foster families. Join us today on Fostering the Future. Welcome to the Fostering the Future podcast, a show about all things child welfare, dependency, adoption, and foster care. Here are your hosts, veterans in the world of child welfare, Jack and Kat. We believe that every human has incredible and equal value regardless of what side of the courtroom we sit on. We hope that everyone feels welcome and accepted here on Fostering the Future. Make sure you follow us on Facebook or Instagram as Fostering the Future Podcast, or check us out on our website at fosteringthefuturepodcast.org. In the last episode, we talked about how to support foster kids. One of those ways is by supporting foster families. Jack and I came up with some ideas of how a person can support foster families. So one of the things that we thought of was by providing meals. So, um, you know, as we talked about previously, uh, fostering takes up a lot of time. And especially when you get a new placement, sometimes things are a little bit chaotic. And if someone were to come in and just drop off a meal or have something sent over, like it makes such a difference. I remember the first week we became foster parents, a friend of mine who had also adopted from Africa had pizza sent over. It's just genius and so easy and so helpful. It was so sweet because it wasn't just the pizza. Like, it was great that we had food to that we didn't have to cook that night. So don't forget, the first week we had a foster placement, Mr. Jack lost his job. Which was insane. It was so scary. So stressful. Neither of us had ever lost a job before, and all of a sudden we have two more kids in our house, and, um, you know, just not knowing what the future would hold. But, uh, yeah, so it wasn't just that they, you know, made it easy for us to not think about a meal that night, but the fact that... Like, it, it just made us feel like we were loved and supported and cared for. So, um, yeah, making a meal for a foster family, whether it's like, hey, they just got a new placement, let's send over a meal, or, oh my gosh, they just had this placement, they've had so long, go home, I feel so bad, you let's cheer them up with, like, an Uber Eats order, you know, um, I think, uh, or just drop off, like, a casserole, you know, <laughs> anything like that, or even just, like, on a normal week, like, that is such an amazingly helpful thing um, to do for a foster family. And anything you're doing for a foster family, you're doing for a foster kid. Absolutely, yeah. And traditional foster parents, they don't, the rate of pay is really low. And so it's it's always going to be a huge help too financially to provide food and meals to foster families. Absolutely. Another way you can really help foster families or foster kids by helping foster families is by providing babysitting so if you know a foster family by offering to babysit if you feel like that's in your skill set is a huge help to those families especially let me just tell you Kat uh that is one way that you have really blessed my family is uh 
by helping out like when I can't find somebody to watch a kid and I have to go somewhere for a doctor's appointment or court like you have helped me so many times in that way and that is a huge way that you have blessed a foster oh family. I'm so glad that's been helpful that's <laughs> <laughs> to mention my kids get so excited when you come over yay um well you know especially because foster parents the rate of pay is so incredibly low if you had to pay a babysitter you legitimately could pay like everything that you're being reversed for that whole week you could pay for uh, right right it's insane insane especially by the time you feed them i mean it'd just be gone and so um and kids don't belong in places like courtrooms yeah so and we got to go to court a lot and some specialty courts you have court every single month and if the child is, uh, it would not be appropriate for them to be there, depending on the parent's behavior or some of the things they might not need to hear. Yeah, like they, if they can't come, like offering to babysit them, and and they usually do know when court is, and they're anxious about it. So if you're a friend of the family and you want to hang out mm-hmm. with them and try and take the kid's mind off of the fact that like their life is being decided on in a courtroom, mm-hmm. that's a great way to support foster families. Just being non-judgmental in general is a great way to support foster families. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, everybody says things we don't mean sometimes, but if you can try and, you know, keep in mind that, you know, foster families are just trying to do the best they can for their kids and, you know, um, trying to help in the way that they know how to. So... I've had some some experiences in the last few months where I've heard some people say some really not supportive things to foster families. I had a um, some people that I know that brought their child to the doctor, and the doctor said, "You need to give these kids up. You're stressed. You need to give these kids up." Well, I will tell you that um, the my old pediatrician, notice I said old pediatrician, uh-huh. used to st- like roll her eyes at me and always tell me like you know, you need less kids, you need less kids. And what I really wanted to say to her is, okay, if I don't take these kids, are you going Where, to? Who will? And that was what like, I was, was thinking. Like, was she going to take the foster kids? Exactly, exactly. And luckily, these foster parents changed pediatricians instead of giving this child up. They, oh, I would hope so. Yeah, they did. But I'm remembering the time that you were in the emergency room with one of your little guys. And the pediatrician was grilling you on how many kids you had in your home. And I think you had six at that time. Mm-hmm. And really making you feel terrible. Yeah, I don't even remember that because it happened so often that I just totally... Well, you called me. Yeah. And so I went up there. Yeah. So that he would leave you alone. <laughs> um, because I was like, how? no doctor is going to treat my friend Jack like that. <laughs> and at the time, I think you only had six kids, which is a... You know, I mean, I'm not I mean, saying eight is unreasonable, but six kids, who cares? I mean, gosh, it's like super kids. low, you know? Um, anyway. Like, at six, I'm not even, am I even pulling my weight? Seriously, <laughs> seriously. Um, I think that, I, I think there was something like respiratory going on. It wasn't even a big deal, but yeah, I couldn't even believe that he was giving you a hard time. Not necessary. And so having friends that are supportive um, and I realized that the audacity of me to say this, as I am a friend of a foster parent, is ridiculous. <laughs> but it's important to, to not be judgmental. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing I would say is uh, try not to probe for details because the information that we have about our kids is confidential. 
and we have to keep that confidential. But beyond like the legalese of that, these kids are deserving of their privacy. It's true. Like if if a child came to my house and something happened to them in their past and I was telling everybody I knew or anytime somebody asked, like I felt like I needed to tell them something, like that's a huge invasion. And then that might make that child feel uncomfortable and not trusting. So I, I feel like um, it, it, it's a very supportive thing to foster families to not be probing for details about the kids that are in their care. I think so too. And just to like piggyback on that, like, we live in an era where we've never lived in before where we have social media and even with biological children or adopted children we have to really be careful with their privacy you know if you have a child with a diagnosis it's important not to blast that on social media you know johnny's adhd is flaring up again you know like well maybe it's nobody's business that johnny has adhd you know kids have the right to privacy and at some point johnny's going to be old enough to go on facebook slash insta slash yes. twitter slash tiktok slash snapchat right. and he's gonna potentially see what you wrote and maybe he's gonna feel uncomfortable about it but yeah and so you know we certainly shouldn't be doing that on social media about foster kids but but you know to remember that when we're talking to other people about foster kids also they have the right to privacy absolutely um to be emotional support i think is very helpful to be a good listener yeah, judgment. A hundred percent. Um, you know, there. I know there are some people that I can call when I'm stressed or anxious about a situation, um, with one of my foster kids, and I know some people that I could call would be, you know, kind of take the note of like, well, you signed up for this, and you know, what did you expect? And some people I could call would just be like an ear and be like, I'm so sorry, this is happening to you, Jack, or to this kid, or. I'm so sorry that you are stressed about this or just just to listen and you know it that's a huge support just to have someone to call and you know make you feel more sane. Mhm. Exactly. Um another way you can support families who are helping in the foster care system is to provide some resources such as socks, underwear, Pajamas. 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 There's nothing like a freshly bathed kid ready for bed in pajamas. Freshly worn out. When I smelled my baby this morning, when he came out of the shower, I just wanted to eat him up. Oh, yes. Yeah. Nothing like a properly worn out baby that's been freshly bathed and (laughs) freshly jammed. Yeah. But, you know, we we talked about in the other episode how expensive, um, uh, jammies and socks and yeah. underwear are and um that that is like a huge thing to do for foster families is to bring their uh, foster kiddos or you know if if they've got non-foster kiddos maybe bring everybody a pair of socks that day like mm-hmm. that's um because you know then it goes into the whole uh you know we want them all to feel the same and equal yes and uh when people come by and drop stuff off for the foster kids they feel like maybe a quote charity case rather than if you're bringing it for like all the kids in the house it makes them feel included and part of something you know who's really good about that is your family your family's really good at that yeah so and that's kind of uh what 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 the next thing that i wanted to say would be to treat all kids in that house equally so um 
I, I really feel like I've never had a problem with this uh, with my friends and family. However, I know lots of other foster parents who have where, you know, they have Christmas per se, and then they have relatives who come by and just give presents to their adopted or biological kids and not to the foster kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, that puts the foster parent in a horrible position because, like, that child... You know, that child's been through enough, let alone to have family come by and make them feel further excluded. So if you want to come to a house where there is foster kids living, uh, if you are not going to bring a gift for the foster kids and you are for everybody else, just don't bring a gift at all. Um, Honestly, like, I don't need people to bring gifts for my kids. And uh, if if, if they come and bring gifts for everybody, that's very kind and... You know, kid. It doesn't matter what it is. Kids love anything. Yeah. You can give them a pen, each a pencil, and exactly. they would hug that pencil and go to bed with it. And, yeah. You know, but but if you're going to just bring something for my adopted kids, then uh, I'd rather you not bring anything at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, definitely, it's it's a matter of like making them all feel treated equally. Yeah, and Jack's family is really good about that. I've always been impressed about how. When your family comes, even like at Christmas, when you have a brand new kid, yeah, that kid is spoiled. Rotten. I get some grief sometimes because they'll be like, "Oh, I gotta do last minute Christmas shop." It's like, calm down. I got stuff for them. I'll give it to you to give them. But my family's really good about. They are that. really good about. It. Yeah. So if if you want to support foster families, uh, and you have foster families in your life. Uh, treating all of the kids equally really just makes a big difference for all of them, makes them feel more part of the family when family and friends comes to that house and treats them like part of the crew. So another way you can support foster families is um, to, pro- to help support organizations mm-hmm. that support foster families, and there are a lot of them out there, such as... Absolutely. Uh, so... You know, we know of one organization called Hope Sales where they take foster families out on sailing trips and, and they give them a respite weekend. Um, so, you know, you could donate to organizations like that or Man Up Tampa Bay uh, has done some incredible things for foster families in the past year. During uh, co- when COVID was really bad, they were bringing every foster family like a meal. Um, awesome. Like this, they came. I think it was Chick Fil A. It was these huge platters, and even though we are a pretty large family, it fed us for like two or three days. And wow! It was really only meant That's for really impressive. Yeah, it was so sweet. In fact, another thing I heard about that Man of Tampa Bay did was there was a foster family, and this is an incredible foster family. This, like, I want to be this woman when I grow up. Um, she is the type of person that would give you the shirt off her back, her shoes, and everything else. Um, she's incredibly giving and loving and kind to everyone around her and never asks for anything from anybody. And apparently someone found out that they had a problem with their roof and needed to get it fixed. And Man of Tampa Bay got a couple companies together and they donated it. That's the labor, incredible. the materials. Yeah, she was like floored. So organizations like Man of Tampa Bay, Hope Sales... Making financial donations to them is a great way Mm -hmm. to support foster families, which supports foster kids. And something else is that, you know, if if you have a friend uh, who's a a foster family, um, tell the parents to go on a trip with Hope Sales and you can watch the kids for the weekend. Oh, yeah, that's great. 
And you know, this roof, this family has how many kids? Like in the teens. I mean, in total, I think it's like 18, but a lot of them have uh, grown up and moved out. Um, I think, I don't, I'm not sure of the exact number in the house at the time, but... You know, that, that contribution helps support all those kids. Oh, absolutely. Even the ones that don't live in the house, because yeah. they're a part of that family. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this woman has uh, kids with special needs, and she loves the crap out of all of them. Like, unbelievable. Each of those kids gets so much attention. And it's so much fun. My kids love going over there. They're like, it's like a party. It's like yeah. going to a huge playground every time with so many fun, happy kids. Oh, so. She does such a good job. Yeah. Um, another way you can help is by being a respite provider. And so a respite provider is a licensed foster parent who provides assistance like on the weekends or during the week when foster parents have to go out of town. And so essentially you take the foster kids when the foster parent can't be there. So it's kind of like a babysitter for mm-hmm. foster kids. You can sign up to be a regular licensed foster home and let them know that you're only going to take respite placements. And then, you know, you could take kids on the weekends. Let's say you have a really busy week with your job and you're not able to be like a full-time foster family. Uh, you know, being a respite provider on the weekends is, uh, is an option. Um, and and a, another thing you can do to support foster families is to educate yourself. I know one of the reasons that my friends who are foster parents are so, like, having that group is such a support is because... Not that we're so educated, but that we have the experience and we've been educated by experience. So if you're not a foster parent and you want to be an emotional or any type of support to a foster family, educating yourself on the process and uh, what it's like to be a foster kid and what it's like to be a foster family is a great way to support your foster families around Mm -hmm. you. So, and, and another thing I would say is to teach your kids to love your foster family uh, kids um, and to not make them feel different. So one of the things is that a lot of foster kids like hanging out with other foster kids because there's not a lot of questions. Nobody's, you know, judging anyone. Nobody's making any weird um, statements or questions about your biological parents or your, quote, real parents. And, uh, you know, so if you can educate your kids to... um, to treat foster kids just like anybody else, to not, uh, to know what is appropriate and not appropriate to say or ask them. I think that's a great way to support foster families and foster kids. I think so too. These are all great ideas. So that's all we've got for you today. Thanks for joining us. See you on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on social. We hope that you join us again next time and keep on fostering the future.